Let's pray. Lord, you are here with us in this place at this time. Hear us and save us as we cry, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. The rumors were flying through the air. Jesus was coming. This was the same Jesus who a few days ago had raised a man from the dead. He had been in the tomb four whole days, they said, wrapped in burial cloths, starting to stink. And then this man, this miracle worker named Jesus, had come along and simply called out to him, and now he's alive. He walked out of that tomb. Some of the people present in the crowd in Jerusalem had actually seen him, the man who had been dead. Lazarus was his name. Witness accounts all agreed that this actually happened as hard as it was to believe. But the miracle worker, Jesus, well, he had been lying low ever since, and no wonder. The Pharisees had put a price on his head after that stunt, and for good measure, they had put a price on Lazarus's head too. After all, Jesus was a threat to the establishment. This latest miracle had stirred up his popularity like never before, and Lazarus was living proof of his power. But now, now the rumors are flying. After days of Jesus lying low, after days of nobody seeing him, suddenly the word is out. He's on his way into Jerusalem for the Passover. The people are ready. No more playing around. They know that he is God's prophet. They know he's the chosen Messiah, and there can be no doubt anymore, not with Lazarus breathing and walking around. They know he's come to save them. He's the one who is going to finally throw off the Roman occupation and give them back their land, give them back their city. He's finally riding into Jerusalem like the conqueror that he is. The long-awaited day has come, and he is ready to declare himself the king, the king of Israel. So the crowd shout out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Hosanna. Hosanna. This strange word that we say so often in church circles. Hosanna. What are we saying? What were they saying as Jesus rode into Jerusalem that day? That word that is so important that we still include it in our services 2,000 years later. Hosanna. Here is what the long-oppressed Israelite people were saying. Save. Save us. The word Hosanna literally comes from the Hebrew root meaning to save. But what used to be an appeal for help in Hebrew had over the years turned into a joyful cry of praise. Something more like, Savior. Hosanna, Savior. Hosanna. Save us. So the crowd was shouting praise at Jesus, shouting, Save us, Savior, clamoring with joy at the thought that this man, this miracle worker who could raise the dead, was finally the one sent to save them from oppression. 
And when Jesus starts the traditional entrance of a conquering hero into the city, well, they gladly give him the traditional greeting in return, waving palm branches and laying them at his feet. In their eagerness for a king, they overlook the fact that things don't seem quite as they expect. Jesus is riding on a donkey, a creature of peace rather than a warhorse. It's not exactly the declaration of war that they were hoping for, but they'll go along with it. But then rather than continuing the conquering hero routine, the Gospel of Luke tells us that Jesus starts weeping over Jerusalem. And the Gospel of Mark tells us that when he rides into the city, he just goes quietly into the temple, looks around, and leaves again. And the Gospel of John, this Gospel that we have read today, tells us that when some excited Greeks come clamoring to see this miracle worker face to face, Jesus starts talking about death. And all the hype and all the glory just fizzles. The triumph of the so-called triumphal entry seems to simply fade away. The cries of Savior, save us, have died down, and the Romans are still in charge, and the oppression continues. But unbeknownst to the crowd that day, Jesus had listened to every single one of their cries, to their calling out for a Savior and for salvation. And unbeknownst to the crowd, he had already set into motion his plan to save them. But it didn't look anything like they were expecting. When we gather in person on Palm Sunday, Christians have a tradition of having the congregation, everyone present, sing or shout or cry out Hosanna and to wave palm branches or crosses. And even as we gather online this year, we are still invited to find ourselves as part of the crowd with Jesus as he enters Jerusalem on this holy day. We are invited to raise our own voices, however you feel comfortable at home, whether to whisper or to say or to shout along with the crowd, Hosanna, Savior, save us. And we are invited into this story personally. You are invited because it isn't just a story. It isn't just myth or a legend or even ancient history. This has to do with us today. The events of Palm Sunday and the coming events of Holy Week as we gather with Jesus and his disciples for the Last Supper and then follow him into the Garden of Gethsemane and to his trial and crucifixion. All of these events involve us as well. Because when Jesus came to bring freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, when he came to let the oppressed go free and to answer the call of save us, it wasn't just the calls of the oppressed from Jerusalem 2,000 years ago that Jesus was hearing. When we join our voices to the crowds on the outskirts of Jerusalem, it's because we too feel the pain of a broken world. We sit in the losses that we have sustained over the last year and over the course of our lives, and we grieve. We see the horrible oppression of minority people around the world, and we weep. 
We hear of race-based violence down in Atlanta and elsewhere, and we long for it to stop. For people to be able to live in a world without fear, regardless of their gender or their color or their religion, we hear of or even experience ourselves domestic abuse and children living in poverty and people living on the streets and everything in us cries out, it should not be this way. And we know the pain that we ourselves cause over and over. Our complicity, despite our best intentions, we know that we fall short and that we fail to love God and to love our neighbor and to love our world and to love ourselves the way that we wish we could. And we know that in a few short days, we will join the crowd again as they shout, crucify him, and that we will be complicit. And everything in us cries, save us. Save us, Savior, Hosanna. Jesus, riding into Jerusalem that day, hears the crowd shouting Hosanna, not just for themselves, but on behalf of a broken world. On behalf of the Greeks who come looking for a miracle worker. On behalf of the Samaritan woman sitting at the well so thirsty. On behalf of Nicodemus coming to him afraid by night and even Pilate, who can't say yes to him. He hears the cries of a broken world for a savior, and he comes and he saves. Not in the way that the crowd expected to him to so long ago, and certainly not in the way that we would choose so often. Jesus' way of salvation includes a cross and a crown of thorns, it involves being, feeling abandoned by God and taking the pain of the world onto himself. It involves accepting that unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains a seed. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. And so Jesus rides into Jerusalem knowing that he won't be overthrowing the Romans that day in the way the crowd expects. Instead, he will be setting into motion a plan of salvation that reaches far beyond what they were hoping for. One that saves not only the Jews, but the Greeks, the Samaritans, the Romans, and everyone else, anyone who desires it. A plan of salvation that extends through time to you and to me and to every human heart. So I invite you to join in this story today, to shout Hosanna and to find yourself with that crowd. Because that same Messiah is here in our midst, ready to do his work of salvation in each of us this Holy Week. Come, join into this life-giving story. See what God is going to do in our midst, in your heart and your mind and your soul this most holy of weeks. Welcome Jesus, not only into Jerusalem, but into your own situation, your own place of oppression, or sorrow, or anger, or fear, or hatred. Invite him in, and dare to say, Hosanna, save. But don't stop there. 
Come, if you can, for every service this week. Follow Jesus into the upper room on Maundy Thursday as we gather at 7 p.m. to join with the disciples in hearing the words that Jesus spoke, this is my body broken for you. Follow him to the events of Good Friday as we gather at 11 a.m. to bear witness to the righteous one enacting his marvelous plan of salvation. Gather at the foot of the cross with all of those who have been burdened over all of time and all of those who have found comfort there and lay your own burdens down. And then come back on Easter Sunday at 10.30 as we find an empty tomb, as sorrow turns to joy, as death turns to life, and as we are saved. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen.